Get Sleepy is a production of Slumber Studios and is made possible thanks to the generous support of our sponsors and premium members. If you'd like to listen ad-free and access weekly bonus episodes, extra long stories, and our entire back catalogue, you can try out Premium free for seven days by following the link in the episode notes. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey friends, welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen We relax, and we get sleepy. I'm your host, Thomas. As always, it's so special to have your company. The team and I feel so blessed to be able to help you sleep whenever you need us. We're all lucky to say that we absolutely love the work that we do here on Get Sleepy, and the fact that it resonates with you and hopefully positively impacts your rest and well-being. Well, that's all we could ever wish for. So thank you for lending us your company, right now and any time you tune in. Tonight we have a beautiful story written by Delaney. We'll be learning about the fascinating science of bird migration Autumn is the season when many types of birds begin their annual journey hundreds or even thousands of miles in search of cozier places to spend the winter months. So from the comfort of our beds, we'll follow their serene flight. The very best way to listen to Get Sleepy is on our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium. There, you'll have access to our entire catalogue of over 600 stories and meditations, including extra-long episodes and series compilations, and it's all completely ad-free. Plus, every single Thursday, we release a new bonus episode exclusive to the premium feed. Tomorrow night, Vanessa will be reading to us, as she tells a simple story about an activity that may be familiar to many of you. It's about two friends unwinding with a relaxing day of shopping. The first seven days of your premium subscription are free, so why not give it a try and see if you agree that it's the very best companion for a good night's rest. For more information on all of our premium plans, visit getsleepy.com support or just follow the link in the show notes. Thank you for your support. Before we hear tonight's story, settle into bed and make sure you're nice and comfortable. If you need to adjust your pillow, or roll onto your side or back. Now is a good time to adjust. And then, settle in. Once you're ready, close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through the nose. 
and enjoy the calming sensation as you exhale back out. Let your shoulders loosen and relax. Unclench your jaw if you're holding tension there. And just gradually allow yourself to release any excess energy lingering in your body. Now, imagine a cool breeze flowing past your cheeks. It rustles the leaves of a nearby tree. Gone are the greens of summer, the reds, oranges, and yellows of autumn have taken their place. Just as your body and mind transition from wakefulness to sleep, this part of the world shifts to a time of slumber as the year draws to a close. Birds sense the change and prepare for the journey ahead. And this is where our story begins. Every autumn, several billion birds across the northern hemisphere start to notice a change in their surroundings. The graceful swans living in coastal Alaska ponds begin to fluff up their feathers as the water they glide across gets colder. Delicate finches make note of the shortening day length. As flocks of sandhill cranes forage for food in prairies, they may realize that the supply is dwindling. These realizations tell the birds that it's time to begin the annual journey known as migration. Bird migration doesn't happen all at once. We don't wake up one morning to realize that nearly half of the birds we have grown so used to seeing and hearing during the spring and summer months have packed up and fled. Instead, it is a more gradual process, which makes it a little easier to say goodbye. One morning in early fall, you may lie in bed, reveling in your cozy blankets and watching the drops of condensation race down your window pane. Perhaps you take a moment to appreciate the trills and warbles of the birds in your garden, before realizing that something is missing. The short, sweet chirrups of the scarlet tanager are no longer uplifting the sounds of the early morning choir. A few days later, the sharp staccato notes of the oven bird are no longer carrying the percussion section. These absences will continue until your mornings 
are only warmed by the sounds of the resident birds that choose to stick around all winter. They add a little extra wonder to the early morning moments that you enjoy, perhaps while sipping coffee wrapped in a warm quilt before embarking on your day. As the flapping of their wings lifts them into the sky and carries them to a more suitable site for the winter, these migratory birds might whisper a bittersweet goodbye to the region they call home for half of each year. They make a quiet promise to return to the area where they were born, thanks to their reliable navigational skills and memory. At the same time, they look forward to the warmth and abundance of food that await them elsewhere. Migration is the journey that some bird species embark on twice a year when the weather grows cooler. It's a cyclical journey, and after a few months, they will return to the area they came from in order to find a mate and breed during the summer months when food supplies are ample and the weather is warm. This behavior is typically observed in birds that breed in the northern hemisphere, and most species fly south. While picking up and heading to Costa Rica before a single snowflake has a chance to garnish their wings sounds like a great idea. Migration can be a dangerous and arduous endeavor, but also a deeply rewarding one. About 40% of the world's bird species migrate, while the rest hunker down and spend their year in just one place. Throughout the autumn, those of us that dwell in the northern hemisphere can follow these patterns playing out in our own neighborhoods. Perhaps one day, the loud honking of the Canada geese that resounds across your local park during spring and summer has blessedly disappeared. You might also notice that some of the more pleasant bird species are missing as well. The flute-like sounds of the wood thrush and the brilliantly blue indigo bunting that pecked at your bird feeder seem to have evaporated. So where did they go? After they've left the area where they were born and make their own nests, known as the breeding grounds, they are en route to the more southern region, called the wintering grounds. The breeding grounds are where birds spend their summer months, and it's important to understand their place in the story of migration. Birds select a safe and well-sheltered location to build their nests, often in the crooks of tree branches. They weave their nests using a variety of materials, including leaves, twigs, grass, and even strands of human hair 
This is where they lay their eggs and raise their hungry, open-mouthed chicks. Once the babies are big and strong enough to fledge from their nests, the impending months of autumn approach, bringing with them cooler temperatures and a decline in the berries and insects that they have feasted on throughout the spring and summer. The days become shorter and some intrinsic knowledge that is built into their DNA tells them that it is time to take off towards their wintering grounds. The region that a bird chooses as their escape from winter woes and the distance they travel depends on the species and where they nest. The location of breeding grounds is of course a major determinant of wintering grounds. For example, most of the migratory birds that nest and breed in Canada and the United States every summer will spend their winter months in Central or South America. Most birds that nest across Western Europe will spend their winters in Sub-Saharan Africa. Australia and New Zealand are popular destinations for East Asian birds to post up for part of the year. Different species are capable of traveling varying distances. Some fly a few hundred miles, while others fly over 10,000. The most impressive long-distance migrant is the Arctic tern. This beautiful gray and white bird has a completely black head, making it look like it is wearing a dark cap. While it only weighs around four ounces, about as much as a deck of cards, this bird species flies from the Arctic Circle to Antarctica twice a year. Traveling from the most northern region of the Northern Hemisphere to the most southern part of the Southern Hemisphere requires a nearly 19,000-mile trek. Another impressive migrant is the Calliope hummingbird. These beautiful birds, emblazoned with iridescent green feathers and sporting jaunty purple chests, are commonly seen buzzing and zipping around bird feeders and sweet-smelling flowers like those of the mimosa tree. Seeing these adorable birds sip nectar as they hover effortlessly in the air, few would believe that they could possibly be up for the challenge of long-distance migration. After all, they weigh just three grams, about as much as a penny. And yet, they fly 5,000 miles a year going south through the rocky mountains in the fall and heading north along the Pacific coast in the spring. Bird migration doesn't just mean traveling remarkable distances. It also requires that birds fly astonishingly high in the sky 
The most notable high flyer is the bar-headed goose, whose migration path takes it over the Himalayan mountains. In order to make this journey, these birds must fly up to five and a half miles above sea level. These high-flying birds travel at such great altitudes that they have to keep an eye out for planes during their migration. Birds don't just travel amazingly far and high in the sky, they can also zip through the air at stunningly fast speeds. The speediest migrant is a small wading bird called the Great Snipe. They breed in Sweden and make their way to sub-Saharan Africa every year to pass the winter. This long migration of 6,000 miles is made in record time as the birds race across the sky at 60 miles per hour. We grounded humans could never dream of keeping pace with the snipes. The fastest known human, Usain Bolt, is able to run at 27 miles per hour, and he is only able to keep his impressive speed up for less than a minute. Next time you are in a car, traveling along at 60 miles per hour, imagine this bird flying outside your window at exactly the same speed. Arctic terns, bar-headed geese, and hummingbirds are just a few examples of migratory birds. There are at least 4,000 other species of birds that embark on similar journeys. That means that around 4 billion birds soar across the sky every autumn and return home to their breeding grounds every spring. Not all birds take the same route, but there are migrating hotspots that bird watchers make their own voyage to every year to see the glorious show of thousands of birds flitting through the air. Places like the Florida Keys and Point Reyes in California are especially well known to bird lovers. Before launching into their great journey across the ocean, on the way to their wintering grounds, many birds need to take a quick break to gather strength. And these spots are a great place to catch a glimpse of hordes of migratory birds. During their return to their breeding grounds in the spring, a blitz of migratory birds can be found in southern Texas, near the Gulf of Mexico. For many birds, this is the first landmass that they will come across after leaving their wintering grounds in Central America. It's a wonderful sight for bird lovers, and a welcome relief for the birds that have just flown for 18 hours straight as they passed over the Gulf of Mexico. There is even a well-known phenomenon referred to as bird fallout that can be seen on the Texas side of the Gulf Coast every spring. 
eager to rest their weary wings. Thousands of birds of all different colors, shapes, and sizes can be seen careening towards the ground. But don't worry, the birds are safe. At times, this fallout happens because of bad weather. The birds choose to stop and wait as soon as they hit land in Texas, rather than trying to fly through storms and high winds while they're already tired. It's impossible for us humans to imagine the physical toll of flying for so long without taking a break. But once their journey over the water is done, they can finally refuel and rest on land before lifting back up into the sky and continuing on towards their breeding grounds. Traveling these long distances so quickly and at such great altitudes is quite the feat. So how do birds do it? First of all, it's important that they are well prepared. This means that during the weeks leading up to their migration, birds will gorge themselves on food and water. They eat insects and berries with high lipid and carbohydrate concentrations that can be stored as fat and used as energy reserves during their great journey. It takes a lot of feasting to make this possible. To put it in context, hummingbirds must eat the human equivalent of 150,000 calories per day. Before migrating, birds don't just make a change in how much they eat, there's also a shift in what they eat. Swifts are omnivores and typically seek out insects to snack on. But during the weeks leading up to their takeoff, they switch to a higher carbohydrate diet, consisting mostly of berries. This allows them to double their body weight in just a couple of weeks. Despite their need for fat reserves, they can't be weighed down by any extra baggage. This means that the fat needs to be distributed efficiently. Many birds are actually able to shrink and grow their internal organs as needed and can absorb much of the added fat into their liver, kidneys, and digestive tract. This extra fat is used as a source of energy during long flying stints, making it possible for the birds to shrink their organs to their original size without having to break down their much-needed heart and wing muscles during fasting periods. Birds are also able to adjust their sleep schedule during migration season in order to make their long, arduous journey possible. While some bird species, like owls, are nocturnal, many are diurnal, meaning they are awake during the day and asleep at night. However, 
this isn't the case during migration season. There aren't many chances to find a place to patch and fall asleep when there are oceans and mountain ranges to be crossed. To overcome this, it's believed that many migratory species have the capacity to sleep while in flight. It's not your typical kind of sleep, however, as they must maintain some awareness to stay safe and continue flying in the right direction. Have you ever heard of the phrase, sleep with one eye open? This is something birds can actually do. This allows one hemisphere of their brain to rest at a time, a phenomenon known as unihemispheric slow-wave sleep. This impressive ability is believed to be used during migration as they fly for days without touching land. Flying for so long is also very physically demanding. So, there are a couple of ways that migratory birds can reduce the amount of effort required for flight. They are able to harness the power of the wind by catching a ride on tailwinds. A tailwind is defined as a gust of wind blowing in the same direction as a traveling object. Have you ever tried to ride a bike or paddle a canoe with the wind blowing in the opposite direction? What about when the wind is blowing in the same direction as you? As you can certainly imagine, flying on a tailwind conserves energy. Think of what it must feel like to catch a ride on a strong tailwind. You no longer have to propel yourself forward. All you have to do is spread your arms wide and sail effortlessly with the wind. The breeze brushes across your cheeks and your weary body can finally rest. Another clever thing that birds do to conserve energy is something you've likely seen before. Many waterfowl species, like geese and pelicans, travel as a flock, but the way they arrange themselves isn't random. They fly in an elegant and efficient V-shape. The formation typically consists of one leading bird at the tip of the V, followed by a staggered arrangement of other birds either side, with each bird slightly behind and to the side of the one in front. This arrangement allows the birds to take advantage of aerodynamic benefits, effectively reducing air resistance and conserving energy. The flapping of their wings is even choreographed in a manner that demonstrates impressive intelligence and teamwork. The bird in front leads the way, while the rest flap their wings at just the right time to catch the uplifting draft of wind created by the bird in front of it. 
It's estimated that birds flying alone expend twice as much energy compared to those that travel in a V formation. Now, for the biggest question of all. How do birds know where to go? How are they able to travel to the same breeding and mating grounds year after year? It takes us humans, maps, and GPS units to make those sorts of journeys. Yet birds can cross oceans and wind up exactly where they're supposed to. Hummingbirds even remember every bird feeder that they pass en route to their destination. So, if you put out a hummingbird feeder last autumn, don't forget to fill it up again this year. Otherwise, you may disappoint some hungry birds that rooted their migration journey in a way that allows them to visit your garden for a sip of sugar water. But how do they remember all of these locations, and how do they find their way between them? The answer to this question is complex and varies by species. The scientific community has studied this conundrum at length, and still has not formed a complete conclusion. We may never know every aspect of a bird's navigational abilities, leaving a mysterious gap in our understanding of the natural world. But through extensive research involving many different species of birds, we have uncovered some of the elements of their phenomenal sense of direction. The ability to migrate takes more than just physicality. These birds have extraordinary memories and navigational skills. Have you ever heard the term bird brain to describe someone who isn't very smart? You're likely rethinking the accuracy of this jibe now. One of the most important aspects of a good sense of direction is an animal's ability to orient themselves to recognize where they are. Birds rely on certain landmarks in order to do this. For example, seabirds often follow the coastline to avoid getting turned around. Like sailors, many bird species rely on the position of the sun and the stars to orient themselves. The majority of bird species travel at night with the moon and stars charting their course. A clever study of indigo buntings involved testing birds in a planetarium. Unsurprisingly, they flew to the north in the spring and flew in a southerly direction in the fall. The hypothesis that these lovely songbirds navigate by the stars was confirmed when the projection of the galaxy was turned off and the birds no longer favored any particular direction. But birds use more than just celestial guidance. It's believed that many species have a magnetic sense that we as mere humans 
can't even fathom. They can detect the strong magnetic pull of the north and south poles, which helps to orient and guide them on their journey. The way that birds sense the magnetic pull of the poles varies by species. Pigeons, for example, have a small speck on their beaks that contains magnetite. Other species appear to have magnetic receptors in their eyes. While birds are thought to be born with much of the intrinsic knowledge that is required to migrate each year, there is likely a learning component involved as well. Young birds that are flying to their wintering grounds for the first time often don't recover when they are thrown off course or are separated from their flock. However, older birds that have already made this journey several times can easily reorient themselves and still make it to their destination even when things don't go as planned. This means that the complex instructions for migration are not just passed through the genetic code, they are also taught to each generation. As we begin to feel the chilly air of impending winter raise goosebumps on our arms, our feathered friends are just beginning their tropical vacations. The meadowlarks, finches, and sparrows that are familiar to us during warmer months are just ending their long and arduous travels. After many days and many nights of flight, they are surely washed over with relief when they see their wintering grounds below them. As they drift down from the sky and land in a place that is much warmer and stocked with an abundance of food compared to the breeding grounds they left behind. They must know that they are finally safe and sound. Awaiting them is a great feast and a night of sound sleep perched on a branch. Many of us feel a slight sense of loneliness that we can't quite put our finger on after the birds have departed. The morning chorus of birdsong outside our windows will have thinned, but we can rest assured that our feathered friends will be back as the welcome return of their trills reminds us that spring is upon us once again.